Hey guys, welcome to the Zendrop podcast. In this installment, we did Zendrop Live number two. It's a weekly call that we have every week with our community. They're really fun. We do live Q&As and sometimes have special guests and presentations. Uh, bear with us during the middle of this. There was a slight technical issue trying to call people up. Uh, we think we think we've fixed it for the next episode, uh, but there were still some really good questions and answers. We just read out the questions that people were asking um, and answered them live. So hope you enjoy. What is going on, guys? All right, we are having a similar situation where everyone's name is coming up as Brad Loeffler, um, which I'm assuming all of your names are not Brad Loeffler. So. Bear with us if we're calling on people's names and it says Brad Loeffler. Um, obviously, <laughs> that is not you. Uh, let me pull up this chat box real quick. Make sure everyone can hear me all right. If you can hear me all right, put a one in the chat box. Let's see, am I seeing this? All right, cool. We're getting a bunch of ones, so we are good to go. How's everyone doing tonight? Hopefully, uh, everyone's off to a good week or finishing up their week. Um, hopefully, everyone had a really good week, really productive week. We are in the beginning of Q4, which is always really exciting, especially in our business. So we're happy to be here with you tonight. Uh, Zendrop Live is something new that we just started last week that actually the second call so far. And really, it was an opportunity for us to connect with you guys, uh, get to know our community a little bit more, occasionally bring on special guests. Like last week, we brought on Adrian Morrison. We've got another cool guest for you guys next week who's going to be teaching you a ton of cool stuff. Uh, and then Brad and I are going to do calls like this, where it's more of a Q&A style call. So if you guys have questions, we'll call you up. You can turn on your video, or you could not if you're not comfortable. But you can turn up your video. You can ask questions. We'll do our best to answer them. And uh, we're going to have some fun. Also, I have two crazy dogs here tonight, and I'm watching them. Uh, my fiance is still at work. So if they're barking or whining or I have to do something with them, I appreciate it if you could bear with me on that. So where where is everyone calling in from? We get a sense of where in the world you guys are tonight. Got dogs are fun. Yes, they are. We got Canada, Texas, San Diego, New York. Brad and I are from New York. So what's going on? Uh, Hawaii, Oregon, Florida, Georgia. We got people all over the place tonight. Um, this is going to be more of an intimate call. This is not a webinar. This is not a presentation format. Although I am going to start the call off with a small lesson that's going to take about five to 10 minutes. Uh, something I think is useful for you guys. And then we'll let you take the floor. So if you guys have questions, um, go ahead and you can write them in the question box. And we're going to do our best to just call you guys up. You can get on camera. You can talk to us. You can ask us things. And if we don't get to your question on this call, don't worry. We are taking notes of questions, so next week we'll get to them. Um, and yeah, guys, just gonna keep it super natural. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jared Getz. I'm the CEO of Zendrop. We also got Brad Loeffler, who's our COO. Brad, you wanna say hi? Hey guys, what's going on? All right, um, so let's get the call. Let's go ahead and kick off the call. I'm gonna start out by teaching a lesson that some of you guys may have seen either um, on some of my other trainings, um, if you're in any of our programs or something, you may have seen it before. But I'm going to teach you a, a quick method that allows you to test products fast so that you can find winning products and you can get off to the races here during Q4. Because if you guys are, you know, know anything about e-commerce, know anything about drop shipping, you know that the game is testing products and then scaling the winners. But a lot of people are scared to test products because they don't know where to start. It seems complex. They think they're going to spend all of their money. They don't know how to be efficient and they don't know what rules to follow. So I'm going to show you the method that I use. I also currently still run stores. I have partnerships in stores. So I'm still pretty relevant in this space. Um, I'm going to show you a method that's super easy, super simple. Um, you won't spend a lot of money doing it and you'll be able to leverage Facebook's database, the, the knowledge of the Facebook pixel um, and the ad platform to do a little bit of work and get big results. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, kick things off. I'm gonna share my screen. I'll go through this, it'll take five minutes or so, and then we'll just jump into the Q&A style questions. Brad, if people have questions uh, during, just go ahead and uh, screen them so we have them safe. All right. 
So let's go ahead and put this in presentation mode. So I'm going to be teaching a testing method called the lazy man testing method. And I call it the lazy man te testing method because it's really just an efficient way to test. Um, I'm the type of person that does not like to do extra work and not get extra results. But if I'm getting results, I put in all the work in the world. I just don't like to work really hard for no reason. So this mess method really fits that need where it allows me to do a lot of work in a little amount of time and get big results. So I'm going to show you how to quickly and easily test products here, guys. All right. So key number one, when you're first selling a product and you're testing it, you want to start the price point out at one half of what you're going to sell it at when you scale it. And this is to get data. This is to get more sales, right? So if you're selling a product at, you, you plan to sell a product at $40, during this testing method, you're going to sell it at 20. And what's the reason we're going to do that? Let me let my dog in the office. What's the reason that we're going to test the products at $20 instead of 40? Well, simply you're going to get more sales, the lower the price is. And what's that going to do? That's going to get more data for you. So if you're supposed to be selling a product for 40, but you're selling it for 20, you're going to make sales for sure. And this is going to start feeding the Facebook pixel information. So key number one is start your products out at one half of the price that you're going to sell them at. Everyone understand that all right? Uh, give me a one in the chat box if you understand that so far. Simple enough. I think everyone does. But let me just see that I'm not losing anyone. Okay, cool. Good. Um, so the structure is really simple. We're going to start with 30 ad sets. Each ad set is going to be a $3 budget. And there's going to be no targeting. But you're going to be, it's just going to be US 18 plus. So there's no interest targeting, no, um, no demographics. Uh, you're not targeting outside the U.S. because the U.S. is uh, full of most of the buyers in the world. I mean, you could sell all over the world, but for the sake of this testing method, we're going to start with U.S. 18 plus. So that's 30 ad sets, $3 each, no targeting. You're just using the, the regular settings that Facebook has, right? And so what does that mean? That means that you're starting with a $90 per day budget. Now, that might sound like a lot of money to some of you guys, but you'll see soon that we're not going to be spending $90 every day. Uh, in fact, we're going to be cutting things right away, but this is where we start, okay? Um, so after day one, if there's no view contents on an ad set, you're going to kill it. So you ran, you ran 30 ad sets, you know, let's say 10 of them had a view content, you're going to kill the other 20. Now you have, you have 10 ad sets running uh, in going into day two. So now, after day two, if the ad set has no add to carts, you're going to kill that ad set. So let's say you got 10 ad sets left. Um, day one, five of them had an add to cart. Day two, three of them had an add to cart. That means you have eight of them with an add to cart. You're going to kill two of them. Now you have eight ad sets left. And remember, you're spending $3 per ad set. So on day two, at eight ad sets, you're only spending $24 a day. After day three, if the ad set has no purchase, you're going to kill that ad set. So you got eight ad sets going into day three. Maybe you have a few purchases already. Maybe you got purchases on three of them. After day three, let's say you have five total purchases on five different ad sets. You're going to cut three more. And now you have five sales. Okay. And that's actually a really important key indicator is how many sales you have after this method. So after day three, if you have more or if you have five or more ad sets with a purchase, then and only then are you going to go on and test more audiences? Are you going to go on and test demographics, other countries, lookalikes? Are you going to create other audiences? If you do not have five or more ad sets with a purchase, you're going to kill the whole campaign and you're going to start on the next product. Now, I've literally seen countless people try this and get results. Didn't make everyone rich, but Everyone who tries this, and you'll see it, if you try this, you will make sales. So if you're a beginner and you haven't made a sale yet, good news for you, do this, and you will start making some sales. And the goal here is to get the purchase data through the Facebook pixel, so then you can go ahead and create these lookalike audiences, and you can use Facebook, because Facebook knows a lot more about these buyers than you do. So you're pumping sales through at half the price where you're gonna sell it for, broad targeting and you're using simple killing rules to gather data. And then that's when you're going to go ahead 
uh, and go ahead and test other products uh, or go ahead and test other ad sets. So let me stop sharing here. Does that make sense to everyone? Does everyone understand that method? It's a really simple testing method uh, that works every, almost every time. If you guys test five products, I guarantee you, you'll find one that gets multiple sales. Does yeah. And, and just to interject really quick, I know some people might not have the hundred dollar day budget. You know, if you're doing 30 ad sets at 30, you know, at $3 a piece, that's going to be 90 bucks a day, but you could certainly just scale that back to whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. And after day one, you're cutting most likely down to like $40 or less for the second days. Okay. So we got a question here. Um, it says the person's name is Brad Loeffler. Uh, if you have a question, do me a favor and put it in the Q and a box, not in the chat box so that we can call you up and we can actually talk to you guys. Uh, yeah. And, and, and just drop your name also, cause there must be some sort of bug on the zoom webinar uh, that it just, most of the participants say my name for some reason. Yeah. So whoever just posted the question in the chat box, go ahead and put it in the Q and a box and we'll, uh, we'll answer from there. Okay. So we'll start out with the uh, first question that comes in is what is the difference between the 30 ad sets? There is no difference between 30 ad sets. This is why it's called the lazy man testing method, right? It's easy. You're not ch changing anything. You're literally making one ad set and then you're duplicating it 30 times, right? So there's no difference at all between the 30 ad sets. It's one ad set. You're duplicating it 30 times, $3 each. And then you're using those rules that I went through to go ahead and uh, make your decision on whether to kill or keep an ad set going. Yeah. And the reason why there's 30 different ad sets is, can you guys hear me? Okay. You froze up a little bit there. Yep. We can hear you now. Cool. Yeah. The reason why there's 30 different ad sets is because if you just do one or two, you're, you're going to hit only a couple of different pockets of that huge segment of the audience. We want to give ourselves the best chance possible to get some sales. So that's why the more it's the more, the better, um, the more small pockets of that audience you'll hit and the better you'll do over time. Yeah. Also we're, um, we're trying to figure out the logistics here of calling people up to the call. Um, so I think the easiest way is Brad, are you able to call yeah. people? Yeah. So the, the easiest way is going to be in the participants tab. If you just uh, raise your hand, then I could allow uh, you to come up and ask a question. So we got two hands raised now. I'll just go ahead and, and, uh, and allow the first one up and you can share your, your, uh, your video if you want, or if you don't want to uh, just unmute your mic and go ahead. Who is, who is this, by the way, it says it's me. <laughs> we know that's not true. Yeah. And the, and the microphone is muted by the way. So anyway, oh, let me shoot a chat. Maybe um, you are up. Um, all right. The, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, and and get the next person up here with their hand raised. Can you unmute them? No, I can't. Okay. Well, there you go. Whoever we just called up, you unmuted yourself. Can you uh, tell us who you are? <laughs> we we can't hear you if you're if you're talking. Nope. <laughs> okay, that's not working. Um. Well, they just muted themselves again. You want to try calling up the next person? Yeah. If you guys want to come up here, just go ahead and raise your hand um, in the participants area and we'll call you guys up uh, in order of when your hand was raised. Okay. So, all right, we got a bunch of hands raised. Now, if you get called up, unmute your microphone and then you can tell us who you are and ask whatever question you have. Oh, there I can, it says I can unmute it, but it's not unmuting uh, the audio. So we'll go to the next one. We're going to have to figure out a better technical solution for the next call. It should work. Uh, unless if you guys are having issues with the audio, uh, with unmuting yourself or anything, just drop it in the chat box, but shouldn't be any issues. Um, 
Maybe you just use this chat bot. Can you unmute yourself, whoever that is? Oh, they unmuted themselves. Yeah, we're just not getting any audio come through. Do you have to unmute them? Nope, they are unmuted. Okay, well, we'll uh, let's give it another couple tries. Uh, and if it doesn't work, we'll have to figure out a better technical solution for the next call. Um, and then we can just use the chat box for questions for this one. Let's try calling someone else. Yep. Maybe it's because they signed up as Brad Loeffler. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't even understand why that's why that happened, or it just seems like a bug. Um, okay, this doesn't seem to be working. No, we can just do questions in the chat box, um, and we'll figure out a better solution for next time. Okay, cool. And guys, if you have any questions at all whatsoever, uh, feel free to put them in uh, the Q and A or in the chat box, and we'll just answer them in the order we get them. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't seem like we can call you guys up. Uh, all right. So let's see. Okay. First question I have here is, does this mean you have to have a lot of products on your store to test? So, uh, no, I mean, you do want to test a lot of products. The, the, the rule of thumb with testing is you want to test 10 products to find one winning product. So if you test one or two products and you don't get results and you get discouraged uh, and then you give up. Like that's what happens to most people. They, they see some kind of training or some webinar or something exciting. They try something, they try two things, they try three things, they try five things, it doesn't work. You know, they basically now believe that it does not work for them and they move on. But the rule of thumb is that you wanna test at least 10 products to find one winning product. Now, if you're using this method, you'll find products that make sales. If you test two or three products, I'll almost guarantee you'll make at least a couple of sales, but you got to be in the mindset of testing multiple products. Uh, hope that answers your question. Uh, next question I have here is from uh, Cameron and it says, does 30 ad sets equal 30 products? No. So the 30 ad sets are for one product. It's literally you're making one ad set us 18 plus, and then you're duplicating it. 30 times. So you have 30 ad sets at $3 each. And then you're killing the ad sets each day based on the rules that I told you. So if after day one, it doesn't have a view content, you kill it. After day two, if it doesn't have an add to cart, you kill it. After day three, if it doesn't have a purchase, you kill it. And then if you're left with five or more ad sets, then that's when you're going to go ahead and test other audiences. All right. We got another one coming. Uh, the chat is this regardless of what your niche is. Yeah, uh, the, the purpose of the method is to get bu buyers from the Facebook pixel that, are, that Facebook's finding for you, right? So that data is gonna be super powerful when you then go ahead and increase the price to what you'd normally wanna charge for it uh, because you already have so many purchasers from Facebook's pixel. So now you're gonna be able to start to create all these cool lookalike audiences and that's when it gets really powerful, all the, all the data that Facebook has. Yeah. And remember, if you have a niche store, you still need to test multiple products. If you have a dog store, you're still going to test, you know, dog shirts, dog collars, dog leashes, dog toys, dog chew toys, whatever it is, you're still going to test multiple products. This method is simply for testing the product to see if you could find a winning campaign. All right. So let's pick another one here. Uh, so just to quickly recap, you're using the same ad and creating 30 different ad sets. Is that correct? Yes. Same. Ex you're literally creating one ad, one ad set with the same image, same video, whatever you're using, and you're just duplicating it 30 times. Oh, somebody said audio settings says to press and hold the space key to unmute. Maybe that was, maybe that's the, uh, the technical issue we're having. Um, okay. Somebody else said, how many creatives do you test for each product? Now this question could be answered in many different ways. Uh, the more creatives you test, the better chance you'll have at finding a winning ad set or a winning campaign. Just, just the law of nature. The more you test, the better for this specific method, we're just using one creative and it's really, you know, when you're drop shipping, when you're selling online, these products for the most part are not proprietary. You know, anyone can sell the same products and I love to model businesses that work. 
almost, you know, any business. If I was going to open up a bagel shop, I would go model a bagel shop that's doing well. So in this instance, if you see a product selling and you decide you want to sell that same product, you know, I recommend using a very similar creative. If it's a product and somebody's showing an unboxing video, use an unboxing video. Um, so th to answer your question, the more you test, the better likelihood you'll find a winner. But for this particular uh, testing method, the lazy man method, we're only using one creative. All right, let's see. What is your definition of a winning product and how do you know when you have a winner? All right, well, that's a, a great question. Uh, first of all, you'll notice uh, a, a, an inflation of your bank account. That's the first thing. You'll start making money. Uh, you know, really to, to simplify and not be a jokester, it's like when you're running ads and you're making a profit each day. Uh, typically, if you're getting a 2x or higher return on ad spend, it could be a winner. Now, if you do this method, uh, you have five ad sets that, are, uh, that have purchases. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a winning product. That just means now you're gonna go ahead and test other audiences. But you gotta remember that you might be able to spend $100 a day and do $300 in sales, but that doesn't mean you could spend 1,000 a day and do 3,000 in sales or 10,000 a day and do 30,000 in sales. Typically, at lower budgets, you're gonna get a way higher return on ad spend. And as, and as you scale, you'll start to lose ROI, but you'll make up for that based on the additional volume. So defining a winning product in my book is really, if you're spending money each day and you're turning a profit, uh, that's a winner in my eyes. We, uh, we, uh, we just actually got a good question that came in the chat. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Yeah, it says, are images or video better in this instance, or do you model that after competitors also? I would say, and I'll let you chime in, Jared, after this, that it's always good in this case to model what's working. Uh, but just so you guys have a little bit of background on how the Facebook platform works, if you don't have images, if you're not testing images and videos, you're going to be missing out on a portion of the audience or the inventory that you're uh, that you're advertising to. So your cost will actually increase a little bit if you're only using one or the other. Um, video typically Facebook's like Facebook likes a little bit more. Yeah. So to to kind of elaborate on that, uh, when you're advertising, you have to imagine your ad is part of Facebook's inventory. So Facebook can show X number of photos in ads. Y number of videos, you know, Z number of uh, network ads, um, you know, and then so on and so forth for all the different types of ads. So if more people are advertising using video, you're going to get cheaper CPMs, which are views if you're using photos. But if more people are using photos, you're going to get cheaper views if you use videos because just supply and demand of the platform. And the way the platform works is it's a bidding war. So if there's you know a million photos that could be shown, and you're not bidding enough, you know, an automatic bidding and, and artificial intelligence makes this way easier. But just so you understand and comprehend it um, at a baseline level, uh, if you're not bidding enough, if you're using manual bid, for example, and you bid you know one dollar to get a purchase, Facebook's not going to show your ads to anyone because somebody else is bidding more. So just to simplify, there's limited inventory. And if you're using the type of creative that is being used the most, it's gonna cost more. If you're using the type of creative that's used the least, it's gonna cost less. All right, um, let's see. Okay, somebody said, um, so to clarify this, is it to populate Facebook, then I, uh, populate Facebook, then I could focus later. I think what you mean is, you're basically feeding Facebook data. So you're finding purchasers, even though it's a lower price, Facebook pixel is gonna start to, so, so what you wanna understand is when you buy something on Facebook or when anyone buys something on Facebook, what happens is, is you, me, Brad, everyone else on Facebook is essentially a little algorithm, right? They're made up of millions of data points or thousands of, whatever the number of data points are based on where you live, 
what you click on, what you view for two seconds, what you view for a minute, who you're friends with, what you share in Messenger, you know, what you're talking about. And all of this creates a little algorithm of who you are. Now, if you buy something, Facebook is really complex and smart. It's going to understand that there's a data point, the algorithm of who you are, it's going to know that about you and it's going to serve your ads to more people like you. So if you're pushing purchases through Facebook pixel, it's going to find other people that have similar traits across the board. So yes, to answer your question, you use this method to push purchases through so you can build data so that you can start running other audiences, lookalike audiences, and that's how you end up scaling. All right. Um, I hope I answered that one well. Uh, someone just said you answered my question. Uh, is there a max number of days to run the ad? So somebody's. Uh, so Marvin asked, is there a max number of day to run the ad? Uh, so literally, it's a three-day thing. You're running 30 ad sets at $3 each. After the first day, if there's no ad to cart, you kill it. Second day, or I'm sorry, view content, you kill it. Second day, no ad to cart, you kill it. Third day, no purchase, you kill it. So it's a three day thing. And after that third day, if you have five or more ad sets with purchases, then you go on to test other audiences. All right. Um, got another question here. Could you explain the term ad set? What is the meaning of, of set? Um, highly recommend you do some research. Uh, you go on YouTube, you look up the basics of Facebook advertising. Um, but just to generalize, you have campaigns is the high level. Then you have ad sets, which are essentially just audiences. So to answer your question, an ad set is an audience. So it's targeting, right? Um, if you pick, let's say, so the way we structure it is, it starts with the campaign, then ad set, then ad. So campaign, we do per product. So let's say we're selling a dog toy. The campaign will be called dog toy. Then the ad set will be what you're targeting. In the instance of the lazy man method, it's US 18 plus, and there's 30 of them. And then the ad is going to be the creative. So that'll be your photo or video. Now, if you're testing other audiences, you're testing women 45 plus, men 20 to 40, people who like baseball, people who live in Hawaii, those different audiences are all different ad sets. So ad set essentially equals audience. Hope I answered that question all right. Um, slide deck one more time. So, uh, okay, Tom from Oregon said, if we have time in this call, can you quickly run through that process with your slide deck one more time uh, or put the recorded webinar later? Uh, so yeah, Tom, uh, at the end of this call, I'll run through it one more time and we'll also go ahead and uh, put this, uh, we'll email out a recording of this. Um, okay, does anyone else have any other, other questions or want to try to come up here and uh, and ask away? We can, there, we can try. There's one more that came in here, uh, I see. At what point do you start raising the price? Good question. So you raise the price, and, and it could be done at, uh, at different points, but typically after this lazy man method is confirmed, you have five or more ad sets, that have purchases, that's when you'll go ahead and, and raise the price back to the normal price and you'll start testing other audiences. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and guys, this method works. It's worked many times. Uh, so don't, don't just do it, you know, don't do it halfway. Don't decrease the price 25%, like follow it to the T and you will get sales uh, and you'll start to feed your pixel data uh, and then you'll be able to really scale a product. Yeah, guys. And remember, the rule of thumb is you got to test 10 products to find a winner, right? Like, I know a lot of you guys who are watching this right now are going to be like, oh, great. This is awesome. This is easy. I'm going to go do this. And then I know a lot of you guys will then, you know, in three or four days, not get, you know, not get the huge results and then get discouraged and then not believe it works and then stop. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. I mean, it's human nature. Um, I do the same thing it's normal, but you really just got to stick to it. You really just have to, you know, set aside time each day, have the discipline to keep testing, keep pushing until something breaks through. If you guys really want this, if you really want to build uh, a business that gives you freedom in life, you have to keep pushing until something breaks through and changes what you believe to be true. Um, so 
you know, after this call, I know a lot of you guys are going to go test products, but like, please take my advice. Please show up to these calls each week too. Um, it's only going to keep your head in the game. Uh, it's only going to keep you at a certain level of motivation and we will figure out the technical difficulties. So we'll be able to call you guys up uh, on the next one. Um, see if we have any other questions here. Yeah. Marvin asked if I run an ad for 10 days and stop it and then start it again, five days later, will the pixel pick up where it left off? Um, the, so the pixel is a piece of code that lives in, you know, your, your Shopify store, right. And that's collecting data that, that from events that happen and transferring that data into your Facebook ad account. So you can do all sorts of cool things with it. Uh, to answer the question specifically, there's no yes or no answer. It's sort of a gray area, but from our experience, at least from my experience, we've noticed some wonky things happen when you shut off an ad set and then turn it back on again. Uh, Facebook doesn't seem to like that. Yeah, there, there's like a ramp up period. So like if you're running a campaign and for some reason you have to turn it off, you're going to turn it back on and it's not going to necessarily immediately have the best results. It might take a day or two to kick back in. That's just from years of advertising and uh, like Brad said, there's no like definitive answer, but that's just what happens. Um, okay, we got a few other questions come in. Um, understand putting Okay, so Tom asked, um, I understand that putting the items at half price uh, to get movement or data, couple of questions. If you have several items on your store, all in the same niche, do you put uh, the one item or do you put uh, at half price or do you put all the items in your store at half price? Um, okay. So good question. So Tom is asking basically, um, you know, I said, make the product half price. Tom I'm saying if you have multiple products in your store, they all need to be half price. The answer to that is no. Um, you're only run the, the other products in your store don't really matter. You can have a million products in your store. You could have one product in your store. It doesn't really matter. The majority of instances, people are not clicking on your ad, going to your store and then shopping around. You will get, five, 10% of people that'll go buy other products, but 95% of people will just buy the product that you're advertising. So that product needs to be half off and that's to get the movement through the pixel. Um, and you could use a, a discount code as like an incentive, but for the sake of this testing method, you're just literally advertising it at half of the price that you will advertise it at uh, if it passes this test. All right. Um, so let's see, Brad, do you have any other questions so far? Uh, okay. Yeah. We got a couple of things. Not sure if it pertains to this meeting. Does Zendrop have its own teams in China? Um, so anything pertains to this meeting, uh, we're an open book. We are here because we're human and you're human and we want to connect with you guys. We got nothing to hide, only things to share. So anything is, uh, any questions, a fine question. Um, as of about, a month and a half or two months ago, uh, we actually just opened our own fulfillment company in China. Uh, we, when we first launched Zendrop uh, last August, we were working with other suppliers. We realized that we needed to have more control over the supply chain logistics and pricing. Um, otherwise, we can't provide uh, you guys with the optimal experience. So we partnered with uh, our, one of our old suppliers in China we opened up our own fulfillment company. We have our own people working for us. Uh, we have warehouses in two locations in China. And now we actually have two warehouses in the US as well. So we have a warehouse in Chicago and Los Angeles. So if you guys are, um, if any of you guys are selling a lot of product and you wanna bring it to the US and warehouse it um, and ship direct from the US, you can reach out to us anytime, reach out to our support team and we can make that happen for you. But uh, to answer your question, yes, we do have our own team in China now. Got a couple other good questions. Um, one is where does Zendrop win, if I may ask? Is it in moving product? Uh, so yeah, we make a small margin on, on each of the orders that come through uh, for, you know, for obviously for all the costs of the, of the business to provide you guys uh, this kind of service. Uh, the next one is, do you recommend ordering all the products to your house first before running ads to test all these products? Uh, I will answer this one, and I, I'm pretty sure I, I know what Jared's going to say. Also, the answer would be no, just get started. Uh, you don't want to invest too much time or energy into something that you don't know is going to work. Like Jared said, uh, 
it's best to just get started as fast as possible and just go. You can always order a sample to your house and take awesome photos and video creatives once you get some traction. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll iterate on that too. It's like with testing, and I literally showed you guys the lazy man method because you want to put in the least amount of effort to get the most amount of results so that then you can make your decision on what you want to do moving forward. What a lot of people do is they over-prepare before they know something works. And what does that do? That leads to fatigue. That leads to being discouraged. If you spend, you know, imagine ordering 20 different products to your house to make sure they're good, take photos of them, and then nothing happens. You just wasted weeks and a bunch of your energy. And now what's going to happen? Next time you want to do something, you're going to associate hard work with failing. And that's discouraging. So when it comes to testing, uh, when, it turn, when it comes to getting your business going, just go as fast as you could. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about the details. When I first got started in dropshipping, I literally had a debit card. Uh, I didn't have a business entity. Uh, like I just did it and like it started working and then I figured it out. But had I done all this, sh the, this shit first and like formed the business entity and you know, talked to my lawyer and got an accountant and did all these things and then it didn't work, then what would that be? That would just make me super discouraged. So I, I, I suggest investing your energy in the inputs that will have the largest outputs. And then if it starts working, then you can invest more energy in making it better and improving on it. Yeah. Another point too, that I think is super important actually is not only does it do all those things you mentioned, you know, associate hard work with failure and all these negatives, but what it also does is, you know, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing more things, you'll get more feedback, you'll learn more, and you'll have a greater chance of succeeding because you're trying all these different things, right? So if you're taking a ton of time to get something in motion, it just means you have less time to do other things if this doesn't work. And the majority of things don't work, right? It's just about finding that two or 3% of, of things that do work and going all in on them. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. Uh, we got a bunch of other questions that came in during that one. Um, one question that I actually don't know the answer to Brad, maybe you do. Um, are there any restrictions to ship from China to Saudi Arabia? I don't know off the top of my head. We do have a help article that's up to date and has all of the countries we do not ship to. So let me pull that up. Jared, take the next question. I'll pull that help article up and, and put it in the chat box. Okay, cool. So whoever asked about shipping to Saudi Arabia, Brad will be um, pasting a link to our, our newest help article regarding shipping, shipping restrictions, shipping times. Um, so you can check it out and you'll know all about it. There's so many countries that it, we sometimes just don't remember off the top of our head. Um, so that question is done. Um, let's see what we have, um, in call number one, uh, Adrian mentioned about the free plus shipping method. Uh, is that to populate Facebook as we're talking about? Literally it's the same thing in different words. Adrian's recommending you do free plus shipping, meaning you charge, you know, 10 or $12 for shipping. Uh, and that's to get the Facebook pixel populated. I recommend you sell the product at half price, the same principle, the same ideology, it's to get sales moving. It's to, to, uh, to get as, many, as much data as you could through your pixel. So what Adrian said and what I said, two different methods, exact same methodology. Yep, and I just dropped that help article down in the chat box so you guys could go ahead and check it out. That's countries we do not ship to specifically. Um, and we got another good question that came in, kind of similar to the one uh, from before, but I'll go ahead and paraphrase it real quick. Uh, it's basically asking, do we advertise with this half off method, right? With this lazy man method, do we advertise the product as half off listed at 40, but give them a 50% off coupon or discounted to $20 or do we just put it on the website for like, let's say 1999. That's a, that's a fine question. It's not too nitpicky. Um, I would say in, in almost all of our advertising, we're, we're advertising some kind of discount. Um, we're not specifically saying get this product 50% off of what we're going to sell it for, but what you're listing a product for, like when you're drop shipping, there's no MSRP, there's no map pricing. Um, they're suggested selling prices, but they're just suggested. So you can sell a product for $40, $80, $120. There's no right or wrong. 
So what I'm saying is just sell it at half the price of what you plan on selling it at. You don't have to advertise that this is 50% off of what we're going to sell it at. You're literally just changing the price because the, the price just directly impacts your conversion rate on your website. And it's the easiest thing to change. So we're literally just force feeding conversions on your site by lowering the price. Hope that answers uh, your question. Um, let's see. Okay. So we have uh, someone who's not named Brad Loeffler. Uh, we have uh, Adrian as what's a good product research strategy that you use. So that is uh, a great question. There's tons of different product research strategies and spoiler alert next week. We'll, uh, we have a really amazing guest coming on. who's going to be showing you um, an amazing product research strategy in much more detail than what I'll tell you right now. Um, I'll give you a really cool tip. If you're on Facebook or on Instagram and you get served an ad for a product, click it and then go to the website, click add to cart. Because now what, what's going to happen? Facebook's going to label you as a buyer. You're going to be the type of person that partakes in behavior that represents a buyer. So if you see anything, click the ad, add it to cart. Now you're going to start getting served with all the ads. And although this is not a product research method, this is actually a way for you to continuously get a stream of new products coming to you that then you can go ahead and test. And you know, if a product has, you know, 20,000 shares and it's been viewed 4 million times, you know, somebody's spending a lot of money on that ad, which means they're probably profitable. So that's a really good tidbit. Other than that, there's uh, tons of spy tools out there. Um, Ad Spy is a good one. Adplexity is a good one. We have our own tool called EH Product Finder. Um, there's tons of spy tools out there. So um, yeah, hope that answers your question. Let's see. I wish we can call some of you guys up. So future calls will be uh, really entertaining because you guys can literally come up here, turn your camera on, and we can uh, go back and forth. Unfortunately, on this call, we're having some uh, technical difficulties. Um, all right. Uh, okay. So another question. Okay. A couple, couple of different uh, good questions coming in. Somebody asked if we can have a, uh, speaking of guests, could you have a tax expert do a presentation on sales tax with respect to drop shipping? Um, okay, that's easy. Um, our CFO of our company is also an e-commerce accountant, um, one of the best in the space. We'll certainly bring him on uh, to go over bookkeeping, taxes, things like that. Oh, and we also have uh, a cool project that we're working on that'll make your guys' lives a lot easier. Actually, not gonna talk about it yet because it's still in the infancy stages, but we'll help you with all that stuff, your taxes, your bookkeeping. But yes, we'll bring someone on uh, in one of the near future live calls for sure. Okay. Um, someone else asked, is there any thoughts toward different languages? So good question. Really good question. Um, yes, so if you can advertise to a country who speaks a native language and you're able to advertise in that language and have your whole page translated to that language, you will see some really amazing results. Um, there's simply because there's not as many advertisers over there um, and it's way cheaper to deliver ads to other countries. I actually uh, have uh, one of our group coaching students from last year. He lives in Chile. Um, he advertised to people in Chile and he, uh, he put all of his ads are in Spanish, his pages are in Spanish. And he gets like a, literally like an 8X return on ad spend, which is unbelievable. Which if you, now you can't scale it as high. You can't spend, you know, $20,000 a day and do an 8x return on that and make 160 grand a day, you could spend like $100 a day and make 800, which I'm sure would be amazing for a lot of you guys. So um, if you could advertise in a native language of a country you're targeting and have your page translated in that language, you will get some really good results. All right, that question is done. Um, another question here, uh, how about using the boost from Facebook? What do you guys think? No. Don't, you don't, there's the Facebook ad platform is, uh, is where you want to be on business manager, uh, ad account. You don't, you never really want to use the boost for anything. Yeah. Nope. Uh, somebody asked if we'll be able to integrate with WordPress soon and not just Shopify. 
Yeah, we, I mean, listen, we're, we're a newer tech company. Uh, we have a huge backlog of features we're releasing. Um, we definitely plan to integrate with other CRMs, including WordPress. Uh, just be patient with us as we continue to build something great. Uh, okay. How long was it from when you first started drop shipping to when you started to see some solid momentum? So I could answer this question directly, or I could speak about the question and give some more value. I'm going to take option number two here. Um, for me, I got lucky. Um, you know, I, I had had some success in other business ventures, um, importing products and selling at retail on Amazon and Shopify, things like that. Uh, when I first started drop shipping though, um, my first drop shipping store actually grew from zero to $2 million in its first 60 days. It was like the most explosive growth I'd ever seen. And it was the first product I tested. So, you know, I could have been like thousands of other people, you know, millions of other people. Had I tested my first product, it didn't do well. And maybe I test another one, it doesn't do well. And then I gave up and, and move on. But I got lucky. My first product took off like crazy. Right. And then, what I, now what happened was after that product died, you know, after six months, millions of dollars in sales. Now I'm like, Oh my God, drop. This is the best business model ever. I, you know, it's fully automated. I have virtual assistants running everything. I could travel. I got to change my ads. So then I'm like, I got to find other products. And what happened when I tested my next product, it didn't work. And what happened after I tested the next one it didn't work. It took me 10 more products to find a product that even did a 10th of the sales of the first one. But I persevered and continued testing products because I had already tasted the success and, and no wasn't an answer. So a lot of you guys starting out may not have that uh, motivation to keep going because you haven't tasted the success yet. It, it hasn't been real for you yet. So I got lucky. If I didn't get lucky, I may not be here today, but use it as a lesson that those winning products and those big campaigns and those life changing explosive growth opportunities are there. You just need to get there. And if you haven't tasted it, if you haven't been there, it's really hard to keep pushing yourself to get there. I got lucky, but let's use my luck as uh, some momentum for you guys. Yeah, I just like to interject there and add something. You said you got lucky a few times. I would say it was more, uh, you know, preparation meeting opportunity. You'd tried thousands of things before that that happened, right? And all of the learnings and experiences and feedback and all the education that you got from trying a ton of different stuff made you be able to make the most out of that opportunity. So I think it was much more, you know, you can call it whatever you want, right? But the bottom line is you just got to keep moving, right? And if you didn't, if you hadn't done all those things before you, A, may have never tried that uh, or B, wouldn't have taken full, full advantage of it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, you know, a lot of a lot of you guys think you're ready for success. Like you really want it really badly. But it's like the more shit you try and the more things you fail on, the stronger you get, the more knowledge you have so that when your success finally does come, you can leverage it. Like what Brad was saying. Like you, you may like have a dire a burning desire to make some money, but think about this. If you, if a future version of you is more equipped with more knowledge, with more grit, you know, ready to tackle things more head on. And that's when your success comes, what's the outcome going to be? It's going to be much higher than if the non-prepared version of yourself has that success. So don't look at, at these failures or these obstacles as reasons to give up or, or quit. You're, you're getting stronger each one. Sorry, my, my dogs are, are wrestling in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Uh, it's just about, you know, can you, can you just keep moving, right? You're going to fail a bunch of times, uh, but the, the one time it works, you want to be able to take full advantage of it. So I feel like that's a pretty good place to uh, sort of wrap it up. Or Jared, you want to take a few more before we go? Yeah, well, a couple, a couple more. I got a good one here. Where did Zendrop originate from? I love that question. Uh, literally, like this business exists to make people's lives easier drop shipping e-commerce you know we are our company is a culture of of people who are passionate about building lives of freedom everyone on our team on our leadership team we all have very similar mindsets we're all very into meditation we're very into wellness we're very much into bettering ourselves 
And Zendrop just encompasses it in full. It's like, go sell and we'll make the back end easy for you. So that's kind of where it originated from. There's just a handful of other questions I want to get to before we jump off. Um, let's see. So, uh, Marvin asked, do you think people will get skeptical they see a product for free if you just pay $15 for shipping? What Adrian said is what you feel doesn't mean anything. These are proven things. So if you would get skeptical, that's fine. But are there millions of people out there that would not get skeptical? The answer is yes. So just remember that your opinion does not matter when it comes to e-commerce. It doesn't. Not to be rude, it literally doesn't matter. If you don't like a product and you don't sell it because you don't like it, you're just missing out on things. I've sold products that I, I have no interest in. I've sold magnetic eyelashes. I've sold push-up bras. I've sold makeup organizers. I've sold talking hamsters. Like things that I, I don't like at all. But I've made millions of dollars selling them. So just remember that your opinion on things doesn't mean anything in this business. Yeah, Marvin, just to clarify, your opinion does matter, but it has nothing to do with anyone that's buying anything on your Shopify store. Um, okay. There is somebody said talking hamsters. Yeah. Literally sold a, <laughs> a, a little stuffed animal had a battery in it, pushed a button and it, it spoke. Um, and <laughs> sold a lot of them too. It's pretty crazy. Um, all right, guys. So I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, next week, please join us. We, we want to be here for you. Uh, we want to actually be able to call people up and interact with you guys. Uh, appreciate all the amazing questions, um, the feedback. If you guys have any feedback from the call or if there's anything you want to learn, uh, shoot an email back to the email that, you're, that you originally received from us with information. Uh, but just remember, guys, we're here for you. If you ever start scaling your store and you want to get in touch with someone from Zendrop because you want to make sure that we're fulfilling it or you want to see if you can negotiate better pricing or you want some custom packaging or you want to fulfill from the U.S., reach out to us. We're here. We got an amazing team ready to service you, uh, ready to help you. Stay tuned for next week. We have an amazing guest coming on who's going to be digging deep into product research. And then, uh, yeah, hope, hope you guys enjoyed this call. And I uh, hope to see you guys again uh, soon. Oh, somebody asked if I could run through the slide deck one more time. Uh, we're going to just shoot a replay of this call uh, via email. So just look out for your email and you'll be able to watch the presentation at your own speed. Yep. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. Really great questions. Uh, we're going to be doing these every week. So we're excited to see you guys on the next one. All right. Thanks, B-Rad. I'll see you guys uh, on the next call. Later, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have any additional questions about Zendrop, how to use it, how to access some of its awesome features, you can contact us at support at zendrop.com and we will see you on the next one.